the Paul Harvey told the story of a man sitting home one especially cold Christmas Eve night. As the snow fell and the wind blew outside, he sat by his fireside in his favorite chair reading. Minutes later, though, he was startled by a thudding sound and then another and another. He suspected someone must be throwing snowballs at his window, so he got up to check. But when he went to the front door and looked out the window, he found a flock of birds uh, huddled miserably in the snow. They'd been caught in the storm and desperate to find shelter, they had tried to fly right through his large landscape window. Well, he didn't want to let the poor creatures just sit out there and freeze. He remembered his barn, which could provide the birds warmth and shelter through the storm. If only he could get them into the barn. So quickly he put on his coat, he put on his boots, and he ran out into the snow. He opened the doors of the barn wide. He turned on the lights. The birds didn't go in. He figured food might entice them, so he ran back in the house for some breadcrumbs, and he went out and he made a trail with the breadcrumbs from where the birds were huddled all the way to the open door of the well-lit barn. But to his dismay, the birds didn't move. They stayed right where they were. They just kept flapping around in the snow helplessly. They wouldn't catch on. They wouldn't follow. He even tried catching them. He tried shooing them. He tried flapping his arms like a bird. Nothing worked. Everything he did, they just scattered in all directions, every direction except for into the barn. Yeah, he realized they were afraid of him. To the birds, he was just a strange, terrifying creature. He thought, if only, if only I could think of some way to let them know they can trust me, that I'm not trying to hurt them. If I could just show them that I'm trying to help them, but how? Because everything he did, they were confused, they were afraid, and they wouldn't follow. If only I could be a bird, he thought to himself. If I could mingle with them, if I could speak their language, then I could tell them not to be afraid. I could show them the way to the safe, warm barn. But I'd have to be one of them, he thought, so they could see, so they could hear so they could understand. And at that moment, he realized that he had glimpsed, just in part, the meaning of the incarnation. Well, a man becoming a bird is nothing at all compared to God becoming a man. The God of the universe, the creator of the universe, as big and bigger than the universe he created, confining himself to a human body. That is beyond, for many people, just, it's just too much to take in. It's too hard to believe. But that, of course, is exactly what Christmas is about. God himself taking on flesh. Maybe hard to believe, even harder to understand, but it's a central truth of the Christian faith. As one prominent theologian writes that the incarnation is by far the most amazing miracle of the entire Bible. More amazing than the resurrection, more amazing even than the creation of the universe. The fact that the infinite, omnipotent, eternal Son of God could become man, will remain for eternity the most profound miracle in all the universe. So we could be pondering the mystery of the incarnation for all eternity. 
Incarnation gets at the heart of the gospel, the good news of Christianity that sets it apart from all other faiths. We don't work our way up to God because we can't. Instead, God in his love came down to us. And the story of the birds barely scratches the surface of the incarnation. Jesus came not just to show us the way or to tell us about the way. If it was that simple, he could have just sent a messenger and explained it to us. But see, there was no way. So Jesus came and he took on flesh and he made a way for us to be reconciled to the Father through his death and resurrection. He came to be the way. Some have the idea that if God would only reveal himself, if only God would show up, if only God would show that he loves me like people say he does, then I might believe. We just heard it a moment ago, John chapter 1 and verse 14. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory, glory as of the only son from the father, full of grace and truth. The Word, that is Jesus, became flesh and came here and dwelt among us, humanity. God came to us in the greatest way possible. Not just speaking from the clouds, not even just sending a messenger, but coming himself, becoming a human being. I love the way the message paraphrase captures this verse. The Word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. God with us. See, He did all this for us. He did all this for you. In a few verses earlier, John writes that Jesus came to His own and His own people did not receive Him. But to all who did receive Him, who believed in His name, He gave the right to become children of God. If you're here with us tonight, if you're joining us online and you've never put your faith in Jesus Christ before, I want to invite you this Christmas Eve to put your faith in Jesus Christ, to receive the gift that you've heard about tonight through the reading of Scripture. Just as that man struggled to get those birds into the barn for their own good, if only he could find a way that they might trust him. Lord Jesus came down, became one of us. God's Son gave His life for us so we could come in from the cold of our separation from God. Become beloved sons and daughters. What greater way could God reveal Himself? What greater way could God show His love for us? And so God invites you tonight. If you've never trusted Christ, God invites you to trust Him tonight. He is the way. If you have questions or would like to know more about what it means to believe in Jesus, please let us know. We'd love to connect with you. We'd love to pray with you. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Jesus said, I'm the light of the world. There's a lot of darkness in our world, but the light of Jesus shines brighter. We come now to the part in our service that many look forward to throughout the year. It's a highlight of our worship year, where we have a chance to light a candle. And in that visual, we're able to see 
this visual proclamation of the gospel. We're doing things a little bit differently this year. Normally we have the, the flame spread from candle to candle throughout the sanctuary. This year we're asking that each individual and each family uh, light your own candle. You should have received a candle uh, as you came in and a lighter and a little thimble to put out the flame. So you can get that, start getting those things ready. And parents, we're counting on you here. Go ahead and light uh, that yourself. If you have more than one candle in your family, the unlit candle will bow to receive the light from the lit candle. And if you're at home, if you have a candle nearby, go ahead and light that and join in with us in this uh, image of Jesus Christ, the light of the world. And when we're prompted at the end of our singing, just go ahead and extinguish. Instead of blowing out the flame, just extinguish it with that snuffer that you were given uh, on the way in. But let's stand. Let's light our candles as the lights in the sanctuary go down. We'll lift our voices uh, in song in praise of Jesus Christ, the light of the world.